2: Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is the Truck Edition. We're outside of Munson and Brothers. Hunter Myers and John Keys are giving us an evening of original music. And, uh, man, it's always just good to see them. Uh, last time we spoke, we were in the heart of the universe in Mantacheland. John, how you been, brother? Man, I've been good. Yeah. How are you? A lot better now. Yeah? Yeah, dude. It's... uh. It's always great to hear you play. I oh, dude, thank you. Uh, original spirit, man. Like, I I appreciate the craft. Yeah. And you're holding it in.
3: Well, thanks, dude.
2: So, I mean, tell me a little bit about it, man. Since, what, maybe a year and a half, two years, like, what's the road been like? What have you been up to musically?
3: Getting shows? Opportunities? I kind of gave up on it, to be honest. So I had this opportunity with Fat Possum, and... They wanted a rock star, and I wanted a benefactor. I didn't didn't play for anybody for so long. I just did it at home that I kind of backed this... Or, to me, I backed the wrong conceptual horse, like I thought. That music could be art, but it's entertainment. And, like, I played shows in a lot of different places and toured around, like, four or five times a night playing. And I just didn't have the juice or the spirit to really work hard at something and it not go over the way that I wanted it to. When you're, when you're
2: moving around and playing, like, cause man, I, I think that your music belongs in a listening room. Yeah. Hard to find. And yeah, they're not really around Mm -mm, here. They're not. And, um, I've got some opportunities cooking I was going to tell you about, but I was going to put you on them. Yeah. That's, that's what we're about to offer up is, um, we just did our first one here at the Columbus Art Council in the Alnova Theater. Invited three songwriters from all over. Mm-hmm. And then I would get up there and play a song or two. And then we would get up there and all do one together and call it a night. And we had uh, w- the first two went up and they played rock, paper, scissors over who was going to play first. Beautiful.
4: and they And they
2: one song, one song, just back and forth. I love that. Yeah, it was and it was a night and like people are into that, mm-hmm. but I understand like what I think you're getting at is like when you're when you're playing at the restaurants or even the bars, it's like for the style of music that you do and, uh, I mean it's it's art and it's it's meant for like to hear a pin drop and like you're you're hanging on every word. Yeah,
3: and when you play at most places like. I didn't have the pedigree behind me. I didn't have a demo, and I I didn't have any... Like, I wasn't a road dog, and so I had to play, like, opening rooms, like bad rooms, and people are there to drink and have a good time, or people are there to eat dinner and Mm -hmm. have a good time, and you're like this tertiary experience that I kind of ended up feeling that was almost intrusive. Listening rooms are where it's at. They're just really hard
4: to come by.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely, man. That's, that's that's why you consider it
2: tertiary. So, like, your main chorus is the meal and the conversation. Secondary, what's on TV. And then third, the music in the back.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so you, you're competing with a lot of things. And that's just really hard when you need to play quiet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you are, uh, like, the dynamics of what you do is very important. Because, like, the emotionality when you strike your guitar hard or when you're belching, it's like... Uh, it's it's all ebbing and flowing, and it's moving like great great storytelling and craft. Behind. Yeah,
3: you need to have depth there, and it sucks to have to narrow your bandwidth to only play like forte. Mm-hmm. You got to play forte the whole time. Uh, so it was just a drag.
2: Yeah. So I, I mean, where are you at now? Are are you still like actively wanting to? Uh, pursue, and you're just kind of being picky about where you play and for the audience? Or? Yeah. Uh,
3: right now, I didn't plan on playing tonight. It's um, invitations feel good, you know. Um, and so I like to play for friends, go with friends to play places. Um, a good invitation I would take if I was offered to go with a friend to play, I would take it. But so far as me, like, seeking out, yeah, I, I haven't really been.
2: Yeah. Well, dude, we had a miraculous story recently, and I wanted to ask if you would share it with us. Uh, Your wonderful girlfriend was in a car accident in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And, I mean, thank God for technology, I guess, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, So, Tell me about that day. So she was going back and forth, moving to Starkville to go to state. And stayed at the week, like, prior to classes, and then... It was like the day before classes were to start. She left the house. It was like, cool, I'll see you in a week or whatever. I'll catch you on a weekend. And uh, tried to take a nap. I'd been up, you know, all week hanging out, you know, to zero out. And started taking a nap. And I live out in the country. And then there were like some boys were shooting. And it was like, God, you know, close the windows. And then the TV was too loud. And it's like, God, I'm just trying to take a fucking nap. And then it started raining and there was a bird on the windowsill. It was like all of these things. And I finally kind of lost my temper and got up and just said the hell with it. And looked at my phone. And I've got like four missed calls from my girl. And I call her back because it's weird to get that many. Uh, she doesn't answer. So I text her. I was like, are you okay? She calls me back and there's like this dinging in the background and she really softly says, like, I've had a wreck, I think I'm gonna die. And I'm like fresh off of being angry and like not being able to get a nap and I'm tired and I'm like, what? And she said, I've had a wreck, I think I'm gonna die. And it's like, okay, get my fucking shoes on, get get my keys, get my wallet, Uh, where are you? And she didn't know, she said nobody was stopping. And I was like, you had a wreck, where are you? She didn't know. It's like, okay, have have you passed through any towns? She didn't know. Okay, I'm on my way. I know like, I know where you would have gone, right? How to how to get from my house to state. I know where you would have gone, and so I just hop in the car. And it had just rained, and dude, I am floored in my Accord, just zooming, mm-hmm. trying to stay on the phone with her, trying to keep that line up, trying to call 911. And I didn't know that like, if I am in Itawamba County and something happens in Lafayette those are different 911 uh-huh. operators. And so I was like calling my 911 and they're like let's transfer you to the next one down the road and then that one wasn't the right one and that one wasn't the right one. and Eventually I got to uh, the county that she that I thought she would be in. It was like my girlfriend's had a wreck and nobody stopped and she can't see the road and just trying to find her and she was like the operator said where is she? It's like lady like i i i don't i'm on the road too i don't know and so they dispatch crews like um i guess volunteer firefighters and the cops and an ambulance are just trolling up and down 45a and nobody can find her and so like i'm trying to stay on the phone with her and she's like passing out and uh it's like drop a pin drop a pin so i can so i can find you if you can't see the road you know just drop a pin and so we get about like ten miles out of um, like ten miles before West Point, and you can just see the very top of her black truck. It looks like a like a folded up dog crate just on the ground, because the weeds are ten foot high, twelve foot high. and so it just looks like this black rectangle has fallen off in the weeds because you can't see the ground. and so I pull over, and she had passed out on the road trying to pull over passed out on the road just 60 miles an hour straight into a ditch missed a concrete culvert by a space narrower than my boot so like you hit the culvert you're dead you're you're just fucking dead uh but she missed that and it just rained so the ground was soft and she was like in this creek bed so you know if you're gonna crash in a ditch you know best case scenario but the truck was fucked and the door was crushed in and I had to really work to prize it open and, you know, then the ambulance is coming up and the cops are passing because it just looks like a dog crate and somebody on the side of the road trying to get it, you know. Uh, and eventually I have to like leave her and go up to the road and flag them down and uh, they got her and she's fine. She broke both ankles, her tibial plateau, her knee was crushed, her right arm was broken in half. No concussion, no back problems. Just a long road
2: ahead. Mercy. I remember, like, we follow each other on the socials, and uh, she may have told you, but like, right when she was reporting all this, I, m- I remember DMing her and be like, "My God, you know are you, what? What? This is so what? wild, you know, <laughs> yeah, dude." Because like, I, I like following like what she's doing out in nature all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good it's a good hang. And then next thing you know, it's like really bad news, and I was like,
4: "What?"
3: Yeah. Surreal. Surreal. But she's alright. Yeah. Well, man, i You a reader? Yeah.
2: What have you been reading lately the
3: feed your mind? Man, I just finished Edward Abbey's Desert Solitaire. And I don't live in the desert, but that shit spoke to me. <laughs> um, I think you do live in a desert. I, man, I, I loved that book. You know what
2: I mean? Like... Of, I consider us to be blessed to be, you know, I grew up in West Alabama, and now I've spent a majority of my late 20s and all of my 30s in Mississippi. Mm. And I consider myself to be blessed in that regard, just because, like, I think that uh, Mississippi itself, uh, it breeds, especially if creatives and artists uh, your back is against the wall, and no one's got your back. And so, like, it just brews this really good storm to where you can be really creative.
3: Yeah. um,
2: But at the same time, like we were talking about in the open, there's nowhere to show it. Right. You have
3: to do it alone. Uh, I had heard that uh, one key tenant of survival, like, you know, like whatever survival shows you in a survival situation, one key tenant is using what you have. And if that's true, if you can take that premise, most of what we create, because there aren't places to show it necessarily is folk art, where people use what they have. And so in Mississippi, if you're creative, if you like to do something, if you make, uh, it's just a form of survival. You just do it to make it. And here, like, I don't know, like I can sit on my porch in the daytime You can hear the cars that go in front of the house, but you can't hear any further than that. It's just busy and there's noise. But at night, if you go out and you sit on the same porch, I can hear cars all the way down across the bottom. Mm -hmm. Miles away, I can hear them shushing up. And I kind of feel like for me, that's what making things in Mississippi, that's what being rural and county, that's what it's about is that you have you have that latitude of peace to just be able to do what you need to do. And even if you don't show it, it exists. You made it. You just have the ability to hear a little further down the road.
2: Yeah, I resonate with that, dude. Um, the first porch set fest that you played at, at my house in Kennedy where I grew up, mm-hmm. that way? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, man, what what inspired you to pick up this book about the desert? I don't
3: know what was you looking for. He didn't. I had it. I don't know where the book even came from. Um, just this used book, and I had heard of Edward Abbey. I was like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pick it up. But it's just this. Uh, I don't know what he did in like his regular life, but he would periodically be a park ranger in like Arches National Park in the late 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Before there were even roads, and he would just like herd cattle or like look at lizards and walk down the road and get drunk it was just uh, not being from that same like area I saw a lot of me in it so it was a good south
2: right when you said like looking for reptiles and just walking down the road I just imagined you like in the creek bed yeah. just looking to see what you could find yeah
3: so it, it spoke to me it was a good it was a good book to read you had any good finds with it? yeah I found a uh, novaculite lost lake in pretty good condition, and that's probably been my best find this year.
2: Roll tide, dude! Roll yeah, back. roll
3: tide, dude! It
2: was it was right a, on, it was dude. a good day, man. Uh, I get a little time about me. I gotta come up there to Mantache Universe, and I would love to come. Take you. Come, dude! I'm gonna bring my baseball mitt. I would love to throw
3: a ball. My God, I would love to throw my arm out. Ain't, ain't nothing <laughs> like that. Is it? It's a beautiful American thing. I would love to do that. Yeah. What else, man? Uh, where,
2: where are you drawing inspiration from? Uh, we mentioned books. Uh, and, man, tonight with your show, like the way that you introduce each song, lift it all up to the audience. This is a song about losing faith. This is a song about whatever. And I was like, I like how you you began to... It was just a different take. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I've heard you talk about your songs before. It's a I, little
3: long winded.
4: Yeah,
2: you just. And I, I like the way that you you really you left a whole lot more up to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Props to that, dude. You just <laughs> let them have it. Yeah, man. Well, dude, I got uh, three questions. and We'll wrap this up. Okay. Thank you again, John, for your time. But, uh, man, uh, where do you see twenty twenty four? It's right around the corner. We're getting ready for Christmas, and then we got New Year's, and then here's January, man. What have you? Uh, what are you looking forward to in the new year?
3: Yeah, you know, I don't really know. Um, maybe just trying to hear a little further down the bottom. I like that. That's kind of where I'm at, and I was gonna tell you. So
2: you know you you had asked about my music and what I've been doing, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing when I sat down next to Ryan, I was just listening to you play, and I, I've been hosting the open mic here for over a year now,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I I can tell, I think what I'm gonna say about like my musicianship in that open mic, I've been phoning it in, yeah, for too long, yeah. And that's what I told Ryan when I sat down and was listening to you. I was like, I thought with all of these changes that I've been... Because I've recently moved to Starville and I've made a few changes to my life mm. to give myself more time to be able to sit down with my instrument and work on the craft. Mm. And I have done the absolute opposite of that.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it's easy to do. And so, like, 2024, like, you know, friends, musician buddies... Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Hattiesburg, wherever. Hey man, uh love for you to come down, play a show, come hang. I'm saying no. I'll come hang. But I'm not gonna play a show. I'm not gonna play. Mm-hmm. I'll play at your house after the I'll show. I'll play with you. I'll yeah. play yeah, I'll play with you yeah. in the privacy of the home. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not half assing it on stage again. I can't do that to myself, mm-hmm.
3: It's bad for your spirit, mhm-, because you're and I, I don't mean this in a weird way, but you're better than that, yeah, yeah,
2: and we've I can't tell you how many people and like friends of mine who are songwriters who are playing these bar circuits or restaurant circuits, and next thing you know, they have completely backed away from playing their originals and they're just playing to the crowd, yeah, it kills your spirit. And you can tell that they they're defeated.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It it absolutely kills
4: you. And spirit. I was
2: like, was it the love of the game or like, is it the love of the money, dude? Like, what are we doing? You know.
3: I don't know. But you got to do what you got to do. You you got to survive. You got to You got to make money. And it's easier not to go upstream if people want to hear covers and you know them. It's easier to have a happy room than to just just muscle through and, and do your stuff that maybe two people in a crowd of 50 yeah. care about at it all. Mm-hmm. It's rough on you if you put enough into your music and it's like a labor of love to play to a room that wants to hear somebody else's stuff. It's a rejection of the self. So, I get it. Yeah. I get it.
2: All right, last question to walk around the door is... uh porch fest 2024 is upon us it's in april 12th and 13th i want you to come play for me i'll be there all right on john keys everybody um thank y'all for listening rate review subscribe to the show and uh come here john at porch fest
4: Rain and that I be looking at you, I can't do right. Be werewolfing through the night. Come the night, you be howling with me with your silver, but on our roar Dalk and ghost, talk money rock, salt and watermelon Another night, I can overate. Singing gospel turns from me. Honey, need your half moon. Now yeah, we'll go to the flat, stick pot shots, crucify us a couple cans. No, I'm not gonna tie you down, give you no man that Jay, moon no away. You could give a fuck about.